the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. As we continue our series together entitled Smart Living, and I want to talk to us today about making better decisions with our lives. How do we make better decisions? This is going to be a two-part message, so I will start out the uh, topic today. We will conclude this particular topic next week and then continue our series and other topics talking about smart living. You know, from time to time, it's really important to just stop and do a little inventory of your life and to ask yourself the question, how am I doing? Am I living my life smartly? And that word smart, I'm using it not from an intellectual standpoint or an academic standpoint, but I'm using it as the Bible would use it. It's related to wisdom. Am I living a wise life? Do I understand wisdom? And am I becoming wiser in the way that I am truly living my life? The Bible, indeed, the entire book from Genesis to Revelation is a book, obviously, of the wisdom of God to us. But there is one particular book in the Bible that is dedicated to wisdom, and that book is the book of Proverbs. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs given to us by King Solomon, the son of David. And when he took over the throne of Israel, he asked God for a gift. He asked God for the gift of wisdom, and God gave him that incredible gift of wisdom. And what we have in the 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs is quite a bit of that wisdom that God imparted to Solomon. We're really encouraging you to get into the habit of reading the book of Proverbs along with your other regular devotional reading, and we've created actually a devotional reading guide for the book of Proverbs. If you haven't downloaded it yet, it's available for you at church-redeemer.org slash Proverbs, and you can use that to read one chapter of Proverbs each day. It's a great thing because you can literally read through the book of Proverbs. If you read one chapter a day, you can uh, move through it in a month's time, 31 chapters, generally 31 days in the month, and so you can easily, quickly go through the book of Proverbs about 12 times every year. It's a download of wisdom for you and for me. Now, part of what it means to live a wise life involves what we're talking about this weekend and, Lord willing, next weekend. It it involves making better decisions. Wise people are always improving their decision-making skills. And all through the pages of the book of Proverbs, we're encouraged to think about where our life is going, to think about the decisions that we are making. Let me lay this out for you with some scriptures from Proverbs as we get started here today. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning in verse number 11, reading from the New Living Translation, I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. It's a very important phrase we'll come back to in a moment. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. God says, I want you to walk in straight paths. That is, I don't want you to be taking unnecessary detours with your life. Have you ever had a life detour? 
that by reason of a decision that you made, it kind of got you off track for a period of time. You were not on the straight path that you needed to be on. And so wisdom will lead you to better decisions that will keep you focused on the right path. Proverbs 4, 11, and 12 from the message paraphrase. I'm writing out clear directions to wisdom's way. I'm drawing a map to righteous road. I don't want you ending up in blind alleys or wasting time making wrong turns. There you see the idea. Again, hold tight to good advice. Don't relax your grip. Guard it well. Your life is at stake. Now we see here in Verses 26 and 27, mark out a straight path. There's the phrase again, the concept again, a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked or detoured. Keep your feet from following evil. And the last foundational verse I'll give you today is Proverbs 4, 26 and 27 from today's English version. Plan carefully what you do and whatever you do will turn out right. Notice plan carefully. Think about the decisions you're making and whatever you do will turn out right. Avoid evil and walk straight ahead. What, what word has shown up multiple times here today? The idea of walking straight ahead. Don't go one step off the right way. All of these verses point to the idea of decision-making and setting your life on a straight path that will not only honor God, but will also lead you to the right places for your life. So today I'm going to help us to understand something about this straight path, something about how you and I are to think when it comes to the decisions of our life. I'm only, only going to give you two things today. There'll be two more next weekend that we'll look at together, but two basic things that I want to leave you with today. The first principle for today is to remember that your decisions are the very things that are creating your life. Your life, my life, our lives in large part are determined by and are the result of the choices that we have made in life. When God created humanity, when he made you and when he made me, he gave us many incredible gifts, but one of the most powerful gifts that he gave us is the gift of, I'll write it down here for us, a free will. You are not a puppet. God could have easily made us as though we were puppets on a string and always did what he wanted us to do, but instead he gave us this gift called a free will. Jesus demonstrated this in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed, not my will, but your will be done. And so we see in humanity the gift of a free will, the ability to make life choices. We call it sometimes your agency in life. We call it your volition, your capacity to choose what you will or you will not do. And your life decisions made by you, made by me, determine your life direction, and your life direction will determine your life destiny. Let me give that to you again. Your life decisions will determine your life direction, and your life direction will determine your life destiny, where you end up in life. We are responsible for our choices. And while indeed we certainly have many things that will influence the choices of our life, and at the end of the day, when it comes down to the bottom line of life, you and I are responsible, even when tough things happen to us, we're responsible for how we respond to it. 
And if we properly exercise this gift of our free will, our life will be blessed. If we fail to use this gift wisely, we certainly do suffer certain consequences. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 11 and 12. Wisdom, making the right choices, using your will in the right direction, what will it do for you? It will add years to your life. You're the one who will profit if you have wisdom, that is, make the right decisions. And if you reject it, you are the one who will suffer. Think with me for a moment about how foolish choices in our lives can actually result in, the, in, in early death or can certainly result in the diminishing of our life by the stress that those things cause us. And wise decisions, as the Bible says, can add years to our life. We suffer when we fail to follow God's wisdom, and we benefit when we choose to follow God's wisdom. Let me say something about this before we move on and look at this a little bit more in depth. Please remember that all of us are learning wisdom throughout our entire life. There's never a time that you or I are are perfectly wise. We grow in wisdom. There's still a lot of foolishness in all of us. Can I get an amen right there? Okay. There's a lot of foolishness in all of us. And never think that you or I are beyond the point of foolishness in life. We still have foolishness that's a part of who we are. And so we need to be growing in wisdom. You never get too old to not need more wisdom. And you're never too young to start acquiring wisdom for your life. It spans the entire life journey. Wisdom is an ongoing journey of life. Now, where do we begin? If we're going to make good decisions that add years to our life, what what kind of decisions do we need to be thinking about? So I'm going to lay out for you some of these decisions, five primary kind of decisions that you need to make that will set the course of your life and will also set the destiny of your life. These are the most important decisions you will ever make in your life, ongoing throughout your life, not just one time, but in an ongoing manner. The most important decision first starts with your priorities and commitments. What is going to be the most important thing or things in your life, and what are you going to be committed to? To be committed to something is to invest your time and treasure and talent into it. It's not just saying you're committed. It's actually proving that you are committed to something. And so the things that you choose to put first in your life and the things that you're committed to, these are extremely important decisions. Proverbs 3 verse 6 gives us a hint about this, more than a hint, actually a commitment that we're to make in our life. And everything you do, what should you do? Put God first, and he will direct and crown your efforts with success. And so it starts with having the right priorities. I've used this illustration before, but it's very, very hard to come up with an illustration that's more effective than this one. And the illustration is when you put on a shirt or uh, you ladies put on a blouse that is a buttoned shirt or a buttoned blouse, you have to get the buttons in the right place. And it all starts with the first button. If you get the first button in the second hole, you realize something's wrong. Ever done that before? You're getting dressed really fast, and you got the, the second button. You got the wrong button in the wrong hole, and you say, what's going on here? You finally realize nothing fits, nothing works right until you get the first button in the first hole. The same is true with your life, that if your life is going to be properly ordered, you've got to make sure that first things really are first. What 
are your priorities and what are you committed to? That is the single most important decision you will make throughout your life. The second decision will be about your habits and your lifestyle. A habit is something you do repeatedly or consistently, and the repeated consistent things you do turn into the lifestyle that you live. Your habits create your lifestyle. You don't choose your lifestyle first, you choose your habits first, and your habits create what life that you live. And so what do you do regularly in your life that we, we could describe as being healthy for you, spirit, soul, and body? Or what things do you do regularly or consistently in your life that are unhealthy for you, spirit, soul, or body? Your lifestyle habit choices are extremely important. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, 18 and 19, contemporary English version says, the lifestyle of good people is like sunlight at dawn that keeps getting brighter until broad daylight. The lifestyle of the wicked, again, the lifestyle is made up of your habits. The lifestyle of the wicked is like total darkness and they will never know what makes them stumble. So your priorities and your commitments, your lifestyle, your habits and your lifestyle The third area that you need to be concerned about, we need to be concerned about in terms of our choices, the exercise of our free will is in our thoughts and in our attitudes. Who chooses what you think? Well, stop for a moment because oftentimes we don't take responsibility for our thoughts. But the Bible teaches us that we're responsible for how we think. Philippians 4 verse 8, actually the Apostle Paul gives us a whole list of uh, filters to use in our thinking process, but he's teaching us the importance of learning to take hold of our thinking, how we think, and the attitudes of life. Who is responsible for your attitudes? We are, right? I'm responsible for what I think, and I'm responsible for my attitudes. You're responsible for what you think. You're responsible for the attitudes of your life. And these things are determining a large dimension of your life. That's why you need to filter both of these things. Don't expect other people to filter this for you. You need to learn to filter these things for yourself. It is a free will, a choice, an exercising of your will to choose to think the right things and to choose the right attitudes of life. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Notice we're in the book of Proverbs. All of these coming out of the book of Proverbs. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Your life is being shaped by your thoughts. Let's go to the fourth Thing. Fourth big decision or, bit or important decision in your life would be your friends and your relationships. Who gets to choose who you hang around with? You and I do. You get to choose who your friends are going to be, and you get to choose what the relationships are going to be in your life. Now, somebody said, well, I'm in a family, and my family's all dysfunctional and, and messed up. Well, you may feel like there's certain aspects of your life that you don't have control over, but even in the midst of that, you can choose to respond the right way, even in the midst of dysfunction. Amen? Okay. Even in the midst of dysfunction doesn't mean you have to be dysfunctional. Okay? You can have dysfunction all around you. You can choose to be, I'm going to be healthy in the midst of all this lack of health. Okay. I'm going to find out what it means to be healthy. But by and large, you're choosing your friends and you're choosing the relationships of your life. And I've told you this many times and something I try to remember in my own life as well. And that's this. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. All you need to know about someone's future is look at who they're hanging around with. And whoever you're hanging around with, 
I promise you it's going to determine where you end up in life. Proverbs 13, verse 20, very important verse, message paraphrase, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Pretty powerful. I think we probably should read that again. Don't you think so? Become wise by doing what? Walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. One additional thing I want to talk about here in terms of these decisions that you make, how you're exercising your free will has to do with your words and your actions. What you speak and how you live, the actions that you take, what you say and what you do. You are in charge of your tongue. You're in charge of your mouth, okay? Let me say that again. You are in charge with your mouth. No one else can make you say anything. You choose what you will say and you choose what you will do with your life. Your choice of your words and your choice of your actions will determine the destiny of your life. Proverbs, again, gives us this passage in chapter 12, verse 14. People will be rewarded for what they say and they will be rewarded for what they do. And so if you say the right things, if you take control of your mouth and say the right things, and if you take control of what you do and do the right things, what is promised to us? A reward. The Bible is very clear about this. So the first principle that I'm laying out for us today is this. You are choosing you're, you're, you're making choices related to your decisions, and your decisions are creating your life. The decisions related to your priorities and commitments and your lifestyle, your habits and lifestyle, your friends and your relationships, your thoughts and your attitudes, your words and your actions, all these things are on each one of us. We make choices relative to each of these areas. Here's my second principle for today, and that's this. You and I need to make the big decisions when? First. I'm coming back to kind of underscore something I've already made reference to, but I want to spend a little bit of time on this today. To live a wise life, you need to make big decisions first. I'm going to define big decisions for you here more clearly in a moment. But big decisions, some decisions in your life are big and some are not so big. Some have really big consequences and some are not so consequential. What you had for breakfast this morning is not a big deal. Okay, But the choices you make related to who you hang around with it, that these are important decisions. So I'm saying that there are categories of decisions. Some are small and inconsequential, and some are very big. And here's the key. If you make the right big decisions, the right big decisions will take care of a lot of the smaller decisions in your life. Small decisions can eat away at you, and they can, they can cause your life to get off track if you don't understand what's going on day in and day out. You're not, you don't have any direction for your life, and so you need some big decisions because big decisions do certain things for you. Let me give you some things that big decisions do for you. Big decisions structure your life, okay? Once you make a big decision about your priorities and your commitments, then you know what's important to you and what's not. And so it provides a structure for your life to be established by. Everything needs structure. Nothing stands without a structure. 
When we were building this building 20-something years ago, I watched them put the steel up before there were any walls or any carpet, anything else. The first thing after the foundation was laid and the footings were established, they began to erect steel, and the steel became the framework upon which everything else is held in and becomes, it forms the building. The same is true for the house, for the apartment, the townhouse that you live in. It is framed so that you can live within the context of that place. You need a frame for your life. You don't need just life to pull you in all kinds of directions. You need some structure for your life, and the right big decisions will structure your life. The right big decisions will also simplify your life. I think all of us could use a little simpler life. Amen? But if you're making the right big decisions, your life gets a whole lot simpler. Because you're not having to think about a lot of other things, and you're not caught up in indecision all the time in your life. So it becomes simpler, and it also becomes far more settled. The right big decisions will settle down your life. I watch people so often, and they're, they're torn here and torn. What am I going to do here, and what am I going to do there, and what's going to happen with this, and all these different emotions and feelings, and they're, they're struggling with these emotions and feelings. They're, they're not settled in life, and they're, they're wandering around aimlessly because they haven't made some big decisions with their life. They don't know what their priorities are. They don't know what they're committed to or not committed to. They haven't made the right choices relative to the people that they're seeking out for their lives. And so they have no structure, they have no sense of settledness, and their life is very complex rather than being simplified. I will tell you something else the right big decisions will do for you. The right big decisions will protect your life. Because I will tell you something, if you don't know where you're going, don't be surprised where you end up. If you don't know where you're going, don't be surprised. I didn't know my life was going to end up like this. Well, you didn't know it because you didn't set the direction of your life to know where you wanted to go with your life. You made no choices about this, no big decisions for your life. And so you lived your life. Listen closely. You lived your life. If you don't have this big decision thing going on, you will live your life at the whim of your emotions. And your emotions will take you all over the place. Your emotions will take you over here one day and then over there the next day and it'll spin you around and turn you on your ears upside down. You'll never know what life is going to be because you have no structure, no big decisions that you've made for your life. And so what happens is your emotions grab hold of you and just drag you around to whatever you're feeling in a moment and can lead you down a lot of detours in your life where you end up in places you never dreamed you would end up, but you're there because your emotions led you there. You didn't have the right choices of life, the right decisions, the right big decisions for your life. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, 
when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.